Hello again, listeners, and welcome to a very special episode of the Just Checking In podcast. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by Vent, a place where everyone, but especially men and boys, can open up about their mental health issues, break down stigmas, and start conversations. I'm your host, Freddie Cocker. Unlike other pods, this pod, I won't just be checking in with one person, but many more. Everyone listening to this pod has, I'm sure, been affected in some way by COVID-19, or coronavirus, as it's more commonly called. It has swept across most of Europe and has already cost the lives of thousands of people. Our hearts go out to everyone who's lost a loved one because of this pandemic. There is nothing we can do to change the situation, despite our desire to. In these moments, we can quite easily feel disconnected from the world around us. We can quite easily feel disconnected from our friends, our family or our work colleagues. However, what a lot of us may be experiencing as well is a disconnection from humanity. Loneliness, isolation anxiety, overthinking and panic are all things that could be exacerbated right now. Perhaps for some people during this period, these might be relatively new phenomenons. In a few moments, you'll hear from some brave and honest venters and vent champions who have shared their experiences of COVID-19, how it has impacted their mental health and most importantly, how they are coping with all of this. We hope you find some laughs, some helpful tools and some commonalities within these experiences. Whilst we wish we could do more to support the NHS heroes who are treating those who have been stricken by this illness because that's what they are, heroes, we hope that wherever you choose to listen to this podcast, it helps you and more importantly, shines a light in places which have seen nothing but darkness recently. Hi, Graham Rayner here. I'm 42. I live in Dewsbury in West Yorkshire, um, and I'm currently uh, working from home during the the pandemic, uh, the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I have to say, I started working from home uh, permanently on Wednesday, or for the foreseeable future anyway, um, and that's been a real relief. Um, this time last week, I could feel that the, uh, the the anxiety within me was building. I have suffered with anxiety and depression um, for quite some time, although I've had it a pretty good grasp of it over the last few years um but i could feel my anxiety building um and i knew that it was probably 80 percent rational 20 percent irrational um uh, but that irrationality was manifesting itself with kind of irritability um kind of um very messy thoughts and frantic thoughts and and also um it's disturbing my sleep i was dreaming about what life might be like in some sort of um, mild post-apocalyptic West Yorkshire, which some people might say already is post-apocalyptic, but we'll leave that one for another day. Um, but no, I think uh, working from home has been a relief. I feel a lot more in control of, of things. Um, the food situation is is something that he, is at the moment causing me anger and some low-level anxiety. Uh, I just think anybody who is buying more than they need needs to take a long, hard look at themselves. Um, there is plenty of food. I work in food manufacturing. There is enough food being made 
being supplied to retailers um, and people are being woefully irresponsible and, and it's actually quite disgusting um, and, and that is causing me some anxiety about what the future may hold. Um, and But I think generally um, I'm being reassured by the solidarity people are showing to each other in, in the neighbourhood. We've put notes through neighbours' doors offering to, to get out and about and pick them up provisions if they need it, if they're self-isolating and I know that that sort of thing is happening across the country. I think that's great. Um, social media is something that I'm trying to only um, dip a toe in the lighter end of it because I think it's very easy to um, catastrophize the whole situation in a much bigger way if you spend all of your time reading the, the wild and wacky theories of conspiracy theorists out there. Um, so my sort of my outlook is relatively optimistic. I don't know how long this will last, but I know we can get through it. Um, my advice is Get some fresh air, take joy where you can find it and um, don't delve too deeply into the the what ifs of the whole scenario, especially on social media um, and stay together and use your support networks where you've got them. Stay strong, stay healthy, take care. I'm James, I'm 29 and I'm from Birmingham and the way I'm feeling at the minute is just like... a a lot of anxiety. Um, I have a pre-existing health condition um, and I'm on a um, immunosuppressant medication. Um, a lot of stuff going around on social media is a lot of talk and it's hard to sometimes find what the facts are. Um, I just think it's really important that we try and just like scale back what we're looking at and how we're processing it. It's been really hard for me to take some time out because I really enjoy social media and connecting with people. But it's just been really important for me and my mental health to be able to slow down that process still feel a lot of anxiety and i still will for a while until this all sort of subsides a little bit but it's just about keeping that constant process going and knowing that you are you are okay even though times are a little bit uncertain and keeping safe Hey guys, my name is Verity, I am 27 and I live in St Albans in Hertfordshire. Um, so my thoughts on the current corona crisis, um, it's been quite difficult to order them I guess. I have three autoimmune conditions so that places me in the, the vulnerable category along with the over 70s. And I also have my 87-year-old nan living with me at the moment. So I've been self-isolating for the last two, three days. And I will be for another 12 weeks, basically. Um, I've got a bit of a morbid obsession with the news. Um, I wouldn't say I'm anxious, anxious, Um I mean, it's kind of always there at the back of my mind. Um, but I'm doing my best to take the position of I will do everything I can to keep myself safe. And so long as I know I'm doing everything I can, what will be, will be. Um, now I'm quite lucky in that I am quite good at letting stuff go, um, stuff that is outside of my control. I do quite well at, at not stressing significantly over it. 
I think my biggest concern was I'm due to start a new job in the charity sector at the end of this month. So my biggest fear was, are they still going to want me? Um, you know, all industries are being hit hard and inevitably the charity sector will be hit hard because people donate when they, you know, with spare money. Um, if people don't have spare money, they may well stop their donations. Um, feeling an awful lot better um, the last couple of days since I got an email from um, New Work saying that they will be continuing with their intake of new staff. So that's made a big, big difference because I've been out of work since the beginning of Jan. So money is now really, really tight. So that was kind of my biggest concern, really. Um, I'm doing my best to kind of keep to a routine. So I don't let myself get up any later than 10. I make sure I take an hour out every day either to walk the dog or to go for a run. And that's my only outside time um, out of the house, basically. Um, I am doing yoga, um, which kind of eats up some other time. Mm. I think probably the most frustrating thing for me is wanting to be able to help other people. Um, and I feel like I can't because I have to self-isolate. So I'm doing everything I can on social media to kind of share particularly relevant information with certain groups um, to wherever possible kind of link people together. So people that are able to go out and do food shops for people or whatever. So I think that's probably the biggest frustration. But as I say, you know, I'm only on day three of self-isolation. Twelve weeks is a long time. Um, I I live with my parents um, and my gran, so obviously I'm still seeing them. And I make sure I speak to my best friend kind of every day. And I have a group chat with a load of my cousins and friends where we we kind of just post funny stuff for the most part. Um I suppose the one other thing I've decided to do, I mean, I, I have posted quite a lot about Corona, um, but I also made the decision that kind of once a day I was going to post something positive um, for the foreseeable future. So I've started doing that as well to try and brighten people's news feeds and stuff. So I think my overriding message is there's an awful lot going on that I can't control and I can't change so I am taking control of the things that I am able to do and that might just be doing little things for other people even if it's all virtual um, because I think it's really really important that a we all pull together and b we we pull together so that we can remind each other that there is still all this good going on and, you know, all these videos of of panic buying and photos of empty shelves, we also need to be reminded of all the amazing people out there that are doing kind, thoughtful and compassionate things. Um, so please be one of those people. Um, and if you are struggling, reach out. You know, there are so many people out there that are, are kind of welcoming um, emails, messages, calls, whatever, from people that do need um to be able to talk about how they're feeling um, and, yeah, do explore, you know, kind of what what services for psychological support um, is still there because there's still, um, you know, a lot of virtual and, and kind of Skype counselling. 
um, for those that still need that. Um, so, yeah, there's my ramblings. So um, stay safe, everybody. Um, big thanks, as always, to Freddie um, and to Vent for kind of giving everyone this platform and um, striving to make a difference in this crazy, crazy world. Peace out. Hi, Fred. Uh, hope you're okay, mate. It's Matty here. Um, yeah, obviously, really, really strange time in a minute for um, for a footballer and a, and a club like Leighton Orient, um, which I'm at the moment, obviously. Um, it's just the uncertainty that I think people are, are finding quite hard, um, not knowing exactly when we're coming back, not knowing exactly what kind of running to do because we don't know when we're back. Um, it's just a, a bit of a scary situation, obviously. It does run a bit bigger and deeper than footballers because obviously um, the country is in a is in a pretty um, strange position, which we've never been in before. Um, and obviously people are losing their lives, so obviously it runs a lot deeper than kind of our jobs and stuff. Um, but at the same time, you still worry about yourself and things like that. But uh, the club have put us on furlough, which is um, the government scheme. So that's an initiative, obviously, to try and save some money on the on the lack of cash flow at the moment. Um, so we'll see how long we have to do that for. But hopefully the, the season does get back up and running. Um, we've been keeping fairly fit. We've had programmes to do up until the furlough scheme because obviously we can't have contact with anyone at the club after that now but we've uh, we've had a lot of running to do so my day would consist usually of um, trying to get a bit of routine so I'd, I'd get up fairly early um, I do anyway and I'd go and get my work done so I'd either go out on the, the cycle in like the bike I'd try and get out and do kind of 35-40k um and that kind of takes me out for a couple of hours. It's nice. The roads are quite empty. Or I'll go out and do some running on the, the some pitches near me. Or we try and get in some kind of high-speed running, some distance, some endurance, and some three-quarter pace. So almost trying to replicate what you get through in a training week. So there's that. And then also I've got a 5K track around the forest, which I've been doing um, every now and again, which is just kind of a bit of a change of uh, scenery. But it's absolutely horrible. It's so hilly and stuff. So just trying to better my times with that. Um, after that, I'll kind of get home, have uh, have a bit of breakfast or brunch and just kind of chill for a bit with the kids. I've obviously got a few jobs to do around the house. We've actually got builders in the house, which have had to stop. We're having our loft converted, so that's not ideal. Um, but luckily, we've got heating and stuff like that, so it's okay. Um, yeah, then the afternoons, usually spend some time with the kids, which I think has been a positive thing. It's, it's definitely been, although it's not easy, we have spent a lot of time together as a family. Um, so that's been good. Um, I'll go out to the shops every... Or we'll get a delivery, so I'll, I'll go out maybe once every three days just to, to get some essentials and we'll sit down and eat as a family at night, which is good. Um, it's almost like the one thing we all kind of can have in our routine together is we, we sit down and do that, um, which is good. So at the moment, a couple of weeks in, it's been hard, but it's not been awful. But I think it's going to be more testing uh, depending on how long this keeps going on for. 
Um, we've had regular contact with the club kind of up till now about what's going on and, and things like that. And, and also as I'm PFA rep for the club, I've been in um, contact with the, the PFA um, and they're obviously trying to um, look out for us as players and, and kind of get the clubs to honour our contracts, which um, which we appreciate. And it's just trying to find a situation which shoots everyone everyone best. Um, I'm also trying to um, watch some games uh, from last season. I'm also going to try and uh, continue with my A licence. I'm also looking into a sports management course. So trying to just keep active and busy um, as best you can and use the time to our advantage. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's, it's, it's different, it's difficult, but... Um, once we were out the other side, maybe uh, maybe everyone can look back and kind of find the, the positives in this kind of solitude and time we had together um, and stuff like that. I, I'm totally aware um, mentally it's going to be tough for a lot of people because you're not um, you're not communicating with as many people as before, which is obviously a good um, is good for everyone um, to communicate with others. So it's a testing time in that respect. But um, if if you, I always think you can try and look at some positives and and try and get them out of it. Then that will be great, and um, hopefully the situation doesn't go on for too uh, too many months um, into the future. But hope hope you're well, and all your listeners are well, mate. Lloyd, twenty four, London. Coronavirus update for all the venters out there. Hope everyone is doing okay, staying physically and mentally strong. Um, and haven't got cabin fever just yet. Blue sky has definitely given me a hand with that, keeping me positive. Using this extra time that we've got now to um, stay productive and stay positive. Staying physically and mentally fit. Getting outside, exercising where I can getting out into the garden, that's going to look good by the end of this, getting all those jobs done that I said that I would do when I had more time. Well, now I've got the time. I need to make sure that I've got the discipline to get them done. Staying in contact with my loved ones and um, checking up on everyone, making sure everyone's got what they need and spending quality time with the people that you're isolated with. Um, I think that these times will make you appreciate all of those things that... Um, we can't do at the moment and they'll be just that little bit sweeter when they actually come and we get to enjoy them all again so I'm sending love to all the venters all of the listeners and supporters and um, wishing everyone well all of their loved ones stay safe and I'll see you on the other side Hello, I'm Madeleine Spencer. I'm a journalist, podcaster and blogger and makeup artist. And coronavirus has been quite a strange beast for me to handle. Given that for years I was metaphobic, um, I'd say I still am slightly metaphobic and have therefore become very used to dodging germs in the pursuit of not being sick. So my feelings about germs have always been that they are to be avoided, that they're very dangerous, and I'm constantly aware of them. However, coronavirus isn't my specific trigger because it involves a lot of coughing, which I hate, but 
it doesn't involve a lot of vomiting, say, in the way norovirus does. So although I'm afraid of it and I feel suspicious of this kind of invisible danger that's out there, it's not made me feel more panicked, per se. Bizarrely, in a really strange sense, it's actually almost made me feel closer to the experience of other people because I have always been so alone in feeling so aware of germs and so fearful of being ill and other people have always told me it's nothing and yet now we live in a society where everyone's afraid of getting ill and suddenly it feels like people understand what my life has been like so that's not to say it's a good thing but it that has been something that's flashed to mind being indoors and social distancing has been challenging Because despite being a freelance writer and despite, let's say, spending three out of five days a week actually at home at my desk alone, it's punctuated by seeing people and by going out and doing things. Not doing any of that is really, really hard. And I think for me, the real challenge is in doing it for as long as I have to do it for. I'm more concerned that it will push me back to a place of agoraphobia and back to a place of feeling very suspicious of the outside world because I worked so long and hard to reduce my fear of what might happen if I came into contact with the public far from my house, you know, and now that's back. And also just on a very micro level, there's also the fear of um, my routine being completely ruined by this because it's so integral to my mental health, getting up and doing yoga and having just a very fixed schedule. It makes such a difference to me. And being at home all the time, I find loosens those ties a little bit. But I'm just trying to hang on to that routine and be as together and logical about it as possible and realise that, you know, the social distancing thing is for the whole country and we're all having to do it together and that's the most important thing. So that's kind of the stance that's been helping me get through it. I'm Joanna, I'm 35 and I live in Leytonstone. Although obviously I'm hugely lucky in the fact that it's not affecting me Um, sort of financially um, in the way that it's affecting other people, um, which I'm hugely grateful for, of course. Um, Just sort of like being sort of like feeling like I have to sort of stay in uh, on my own uh, this whole time is sort of like, I don't know, quite bleak. I think I'm sort of like, I can become like quite depressed and kind of like get in my own head and, you know... I'm um I'm only I'm an only child so I'm kind of used to being alone but and I kind of have to force myself in a way to sort of socialize but when I do socialize I definitely feel better and like I'm connecting to people and at the moment I well I mean for the far past five years I've lived alone I live alone and it can just get quite lonely and I kind of the risk is kind of like going back into like bad eating habits as well and just kind of not really feeling like I'm achieving anything or doing anything positive um a lot of my friends are sort of married with families and stuff and I'm just feeling the loneliness a bit more the good thing is is that I'm definitely um kind of chatting with friends and family more than I normally would which is really great I just spoke with my um 88 year old great auntie we had a really great chat um so in a way it's kind of like made me thankful for the support network that I have but at the same time, I feel like being out of my routine of kind of like getting up early and going to the gym and going to my work, then seeing a friend or something, you know, I'm just kind of, I feel that I'm kind of disintegrating 
fast, <laughs> which is stupid because it's only been sort of five days. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, for me, it's more of like a, like a negative effect on my mental health than anything and my eating and exercise habits as well. But tomorrow I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to eat better and I'm going to start reading a new book and feel better about myself. So hey, I'm Paul McGregor, mental health campaigner and founder of the company everymindatwork.com and I wanted to share my personal feelings around COVID-19 and how I'm personally dealing with it. And if I'm honest, when the news first started to circulate, I was very blasé about it. I was very optimistic. I was very much, this isn't going to escalate as much as it has done. So Personally, when it did escalate, when it became a full lockdown, when self-isolation started to happen, I wasn't ready because I was very much, this is not going to be the case. And that was when I struggled the most because I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't prepared and my mental health took a bit of a toll because I didn't feel like I was prepared enough to be able to deal with it. But the way that I started to feel better, started to be able to manage the fear and the anxiety around it was self-care. And it gets thrown around a lot, but proactively looking after my mental health throughout a period was far better than the way that I was reactively looking after my mental health. So I was reacting to the situation. I was doing my best, but reacting wasn't good enough. So I started to schedule in time to proactively look after my mental health, you know, meditation, going out for my one run a day or one walk with the family, spending more time with my family, um, doing some reading, trying to do all that I can to put myself in the right mindset to be able to deal with the uncertainty, the fear that was sort of circulating around that time. So for me, that's how I've been dealing with it. That's the tip that I would give. Try and schedule in at least, you know, 30 minutes, an hour a day for just you, especially if you're in a household with kids, family, stepping away, whether it's a walk on your own or stepping away to another room and doing something purely for you proactively during this period is hopefully going to help you manage the emotions that come with it. Because don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. Hopefully this tip helps and that's my personal experience of dealing with COVID-19 currently. Ironically, the COVID-19 pandemic hasn't actually changed my routine that much as I did work at home beforehand, but not being able to go about my leisurely way, go to the gym or see friends and stuff like that really does take its toll. And there's a certain cabin fever that is associated with that. It's difficult, but... I think the biggest thing you can do is stay active, make sure you still exercise. And um, the thing keeping me through personally as well is just the fact that I have a bit more time to learn and better myself. So do that thing that you always wanted to do. Learn an instrument, learn a new language, because this is definitely the time to do it. So yeah, it's not very good for all of us but it's all about finding the silver lining otherwise that cabin fever will really get to you stay safe everybody how you doing uh, listeners uh, my name's dean i'm from just outside hertfordshire 
And um, yeah, this current time's pretty crazy um, and, it, and it's really good to practice skills. So for me, with my current mental health, um, I'm in a good stable place and uh, I'm practicing a lot of uh, resilience based skills um, and my sort of top four would be uh, number one create an attitude for gratitude um, this is a daily task that I've been practicing myself reflect on anything through the day um, big positive is to do it at the end of the night um, and that's when I do it and it can be something as simple as going up to the tap running a tap and nice clean water coming out however you've got to vision this and you also need to put it down um, and write it down so a notebook's perfect for this. Uh, rediscovering the basic joys in, in modern, modern life is, is actually quite a satisfying and fulfilling uh, task. <clears throat> Number two, start and end the day well. Um, your choice of routine is then about how you then face the day. So try and get yourself into good practice, good routine, and then keep doing those points over and over and over again. Um, be prepared that sometimes you might not be quite motivated to do that. And that's fine. Uh, leave that and move on to the next. Uh, and then write back where you felt motivated, where you felt you couldn't. And it's just something to work on. Resilience is a number of skills um, that you can apply. <clears throat> be smart in your choice of company online and offline. At the minute, we are all going online because of the current situation of isolation. So make sure you choose wisely. The most important part is if it's somebody is making you feel negative, making you feel upset and angry, then unfollow and disengage from, from their life, their world of social media. If they are breeding positivity, you're feeling good, um, keep interacting with them. Choice. We, uh, we all do have a choice how to react to uh, an event in its time and... <clears throat> It may be not the right choice or the wrong choice. However, we do have that option to choose. So take a moment, give yourself a few seconds, um, take a deep breath um, and make the decision after that. All right? Nothing needs to be made so quickly, especially now. Just give yourself time to breathe, time to relax. Um, skills, aptitude, um, it can, it, it's easy to teach. However, behaviour and attitude is a lot harder and takes more time to practice. Um, I really hope that all of those uh, tips are really helpful and useful and a uh, big shout out to everyone going through uh, tough times. Hi guys, Charlie here from Huddersfield. Just venting away about the current situation that we find ourselves in. It's challenging, especially for, for people that have had um, dealings with mental health issues, etc. A few ideas that, that I'm making sure I, I do. I'm doing a lot of physical activity. I've just had a serious knee operation, so I'm making sure I keep up with that. But it's a great way to keep fresh, keep the mind active, keep the body going. The body coach on a morning has been absolutely fantastic, some good exercises, but also utilising stuff you have around the house, the stairs, cans, um, body weight stuff just keeps you going and gives you something to do so I've got an exercise program I'm also keeping a thought diary making sure that I appreciate what I've got um, positive thinking writing down stuff and challenging it with actual facts it just keeps the mind thinking in a positive way because it's quite easy to to go into a negative thought process at, at the moment so make sure you're writing all the positive downs be thankful for what we've got um, communication make sure you're talking to people and making sure i facetime my family every day texting my friends um 
still speaking in group chats and stuff and um, to my sporting teams, keeping in touch with work colleagues. It's just a great way to keep you going and know people out there are suffering. We're all in it together. So the more we talk to people about it and open up, I think is a very good idea. They may have some ideas that can help you and you may help them. So make sure you keep that communication going. Um, I started a new job a couple of weeks ago, so it's been a very challenging start. Um, a lot of us have gone on the government furlough scheme and it's now working out what's going to happen there. Um, so make sure you're talking to your work if you can um, and understand the situation, do a bit of reading up on it and have a look on the government website. It is a good scheme and the government are looking after us, so make sure you keep on to that. But yeah, make sure you're using the exercise and it's also a good time to sit back and appreciate what we have in life. Um, I've done a lot of housework, I've spent a lot of time with my family that I wouldn't necessarily get and it's actually opened up a lot more communication with people. So make sure that you just sit back and have a look at everything and, and keep thinking positively and just pick up the phone or get on to someone. Look after yourself, stay safe and vent's always here. I'm Charlotte, I'm 21 and I'm from Kent. Um, so yeah, basically the coronavirus crisis has massively kind of impacted um, my life, you know, just uh, I'm, I suffer from anxiety and I have OCD tendencies with that. So I'm definitely seeing kind of my my rituals and, the you know, the way I behave when I'm really, really anxious sort of it's really upped um, recently. Um, and I'm sort of in this weird in-between stage where I want to watch the news and feel like I'm in control of sort of all the facts. So I've got all the information I can get. But at the same time, I'm sort of too scared to watch it. Um, so it's a weird, weird place to be. Um, yeah, it's just really, it's really impacted my life. I can't go out, see my friends, see my boyfriend, you know, go to the cinema. Um, you know, just all the things I would normally do. I think it's really, it's really changed that. And I'm a university student, so my graduation has been presumably postponed. We don't really know. Um, you know, I'm still having online classes, still having to complete assignments all whilst, you know, all whilst feeling really, really anxious. Um, but I, I suppose sometimes I feel quite guilty because, you know, I'm not on the front line. I'm not a doctor or nurse, but I think, you know, I think whoever you are, you're, you're going to be anxious. Um, it's just a really unsettling time. I don't think our generation's really experienced anything like it. So, so yeah. Well, we've come to the end of this special episode of the Just Checking In podcast. We hope you've enjoyed what our Venzers and Vent Champions had to say. Perhaps you've learned something or just felt a little bit better about your own mental health. If it's helped you, that's all that matters to us. Now more than ever, it's so important to realise that we are all going through this together. No one is alone, and no one should have to feel alone. As always, thank you to all the vendors who've tuned in. Stay safe and support all the amazing NHS workers in your lives as much as possible. Don't just clap for them, but obey the rules as well. Remember, if you've liked what you've heard, please give this a share on all the usual social media channels. Tell your friends, your work colleagues, or maybe even a fellow NHS worker about it. Or if you're feeling generous, write us a review on iTunes. We hope to check in with you again very soon. And remember, it's always okay to vent. It's true.